punctuates it, and he creates his own offensive chance with that motor. Krejci to Coyle, and the Leafs are moved again! Hello there, and welcome to the Nesson Bruins podcast. I am your host, Nesson.com's Lauren Campbell, joined, as always, by Nesson.com's Mike Cole and Scott Edwards. We are a almost like four days away from the trade deadline. So how are we feeling? Feeling great. Feeling refreshed. Feeling charged up. Ready to wheel and deal. Feeling pretty good. I'm. I think. Ready to I'm wheel big, and deal. I think a bo- big moves on the horizon. Big moves. I don't know. I don't want to say anything because. I didn't say for the Bruins. I just think big moves. Well, some big moves <laughs> have been made. Last year, when I said the Bruins won't make a big move, they went and traded Taylor. Got traded for Taylor Hall. Yeah, that's true. So I don't want to say anything like that this year because. I don't want to just going to keep it to myself, but the, the trade deadline is four days away. Uh, the Bruins, they beat the Blackhawks. They lost to the Minnesota wild on the second night of a back-to-back, but looked pretty good. They came back down to nothing. Uh, they lost in, you know, toward the end of the game per usual, but those last two games, I think kind of highlighted where their areas of need are. I don't know if you two feel the same, but I still, I've been back and forth of if they need, they need a second line center, but yeah. they also need defense and some help, uh, secondary scoring, which has been okay the last like week really with Craig Smith kind of carrying the yeah, load there. True. But like how, <laughs> after those two games in particular, they have one more before the deadline, I believe Saturday um against a tough winnipeg jets team but those last two games is don sweeney getting on the phone a bit more now after those last two games i i think so i i mean i think he's been on the phone probably past couple weeks just kind of getting a feel of who and what they're available for because as we're seeing throughout the league we're seeing you know big prices for not so big name players and i think Bruins at least rumored to be linked to some of the better players on the on the market. So I think it'll be interesting. I mean, we go back to that Tyler Toffoli trade. That's really the benchmark of any forward trade that's going to make a difference. Um, so I think he's probably checking that out. And there's some that's better than Toffoli and some around that range. So I'm sure after those past two games, he's looking at it and said, okay, we know what we have here. Now we know what we have here. We know what we need. But does he go get it? I. He often makes the big move, like you said. I mean, Taylor Hall was pretty big, I'd say. Um, and now, I don't know. I'm 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 skeptical. Of. Of. I don't know. <laughs> the moves that are coming, or the non moves that I, are. I think that the mo- of the moves that are coming. I think I think there's something in the water. I don't know if it's going to be as big as people want it to be. You know, because I think every deadline, Bruins fans want it to be that big player like a Taylor Hall. But it's those small moves that often get you to the um, to the Stanley Cup final. So Yeah, and we talked about that last week. We mentioned Marcus Johansson, how that helped right. something smaller. And the Panthers have been bolstering their, their roster. Uh, they traded for Ben Sherratt from the Canadians, and that makes them better. They're already in the race. I mean, they're in, they're in the top spot top spot race there in the Atlantic yeah. with the lightning. So they, they only got better. The Bruins need to get better if they want to catch the Maple Leafs. And if they want to stay in first, in that first wild card spot over Washington, um, 
And I don't know if those smaller moves will be able to to do that. I don't know. I I'm sold on defensemen. I know I've been back and forth. I'm 100% <laughs> sold now that they yeah. need help on on defense and they've continued to be linked to Jacob Chikrin and he did get injured when they played the Bruins ironically, but doesn't sound like it's going as serious as they originally thought, which is is good news all around. Um but he's just going to take a haul to get to get and that's my thing you're not getting chicken without a first round pick and baby and Lysel or mason lori no i mean the the market's being set with the Sherratt trade getting a first round pick for for that i mean she's a fine player but you know chicken higher value um and, and you know it, it feels to go back to what you guys were talking about my read on the situation is that they're trying on bigger stuff now and I still fall where I fell last week, where they're going to end up doing what will be looked at as smaller deals that maybe also come out of nowhere, uh, or aren't as obvious as maybe they they are right now. But like, it sounds there were enough tapped in people who thought Hurdle would be a good fit for them that it sounded more like informed speculation than just saying they. I mean, he would be a good fit for them, but. Uh, I have to imagine that they were at least making calls, considering they've been linked to to other sharks as well. That's gone. Um, Chikrin with the injury plus the ask feels like that's gone. Fluto Shinzawa today wrote the Bruins have been in contact and and they 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 feel like they put forth a good offer, but the the feeling is that they have not put forth the best offer, and it sounds like the Kings are are in the running as well. So, I I mean, when you start talking about trade targets and, and scenarios, like, more often than not, you're, you're not going to get the players that you're connected to just because that's the way the market works and not every team can, or not one team can offer the highest price for every player out there. Uh, so, you're, you're going to miss more often than you're going to hit. And that's why I think it's even more important. I think it's more likely that they, they start looking at the, the second wave of things. And I think that's what's made more sense for them just for the long-term prosperity of the franchise is that I, I understand that the, like a chicken would help them beyond this year, but I just think there are too many uncertainties about what you're going to look like down the road uh, after this year to you kind of like for that reason, you're in a weird spot, right? Like if you, if, if Bergeron's going to be gone after this year, do you want to start trading away young forwards or, you know, do you want to hold on to, to, to young forwards? There's, there's a weird calculus there that it just feels more likely that you could fill. I, I don't even want to say in the margins, cause that undersells it. You know, I wouldn't consider like using the Johansson thing again, as an example, I wouldn't consider that a margins type of deal. I think that was kind of in between that and a splash. So I think that that's kind of the pool that they're probably swimming in to continue the water analogies. The Bruins also have to decide what they're going to pay David Poshnok. Yeah. Uh, his contract is getting close to expiring. Brad Marchand eventually got to figure out. Yeah. And I think a lot of that does rely on Bergeron yep. and what he's going to do. Uh, he's out for the next two games, next one game at least now at this point with a infection in his arm, I believe Bruce Cassidy said, related to a previous injury. But in J- Jack Stadnika got recalled, but he wasn't able to get to Minneapolis in time. So that's unfortunate for him because I feel like we've talked about this before. Where does he fit in this lineup? Is he going to be kind of a trade chip? Because they haven't really seen what they've 
what they have in him. And this, I, I mean, I said this last time he was up, and I think, Scott, you said this too. It, it'd be a big week for him. Yeah. And maybe, I don't know if Bergeron, uh, he won't be back Saturday. So, Jack Stadnico. Friday. Friday uh, he will not be back. But Jack Stadnico figures to slot into the lineup. Um, this might be, I mean, I don't want to call this last chance at kind of showing what he's worth before the trade deadline, but kind of is. Yeah, I would be... Uh, Stanika is a fascinating case study or thing to to watch because I could see if they have any indications on Bergeron being like, you know, it's probably best that we keep a guy who can play center. But then I could also see them be like, well, if Bergeron's leaving, we you know, we've got one last chance at this thing with this core, so let's cash in as many chips as we can. And I guess Stanika probably still has value. I wonder how much value he has at this point. Not by any real fault of his own, just the situation that's kind of been, you know, his entire NHL career so far. So, yeah, I, it's an, you know, interesting timing. It's too bad he couldn't have gotten in the lineup Wednesday night. Is that what it was? Um, to, you know, I mean, ice time is ice time for a guy his age, and also with the the uh, the deadline coming up. So, but like I said, like he, I. It's it's hard. You don't want to get too pessimistic about the future because then you're just going to talk yourself into not doing anything. And yeah, they right. probably, if they want to win one more time with Bergeron, this team technically is good enough to, to win a Stanley Cup, in my opinion, but probably not, if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I think you had a great point of, like, and something you wrote earlier this week, like the St. Louis Blues, they weren't a team, and then they just yeah. went all the way and won it. They halfway through the season. So it's like, it's possible. Yeah, just, but just, like at the same time, like the lightning are trying to win their third straight right. Stanley cup. Right. So it happens. Right. I, yeah. I think the lightning aren't as strong as they have been in the past few years. No, but I'm just saying more often than not, right. the best teams do win the cup, even that, in such an unpredictable playoff format. That's true. Hockey is hockey's a weird animal for many reasons. Um, I think, I think they do make that splash because of the Bergeron just mindset of, he probably doesn't know, but, that means that they, even that doubt, right? I agree. Says yeah. to you, okay, we probably should, at the very least, consider making a splash to help this team for the playoffs. Is the splash that's like, you know, one of the top players on the market? No, I think the, like, as we keep going back to the Marcus Johansson type trade or, um, you know, what they did in 2011 with like Rick Peverly, even. I mean, yeah. I mean, that might be stretching a little, but. He was a great fill-in, so it's getting a guy that's going to play you big minutes and can fill in the gaps, whether it be power play or penalty kill once in a while, too. I mean, even Mike Riley last year. Right. Yeah, was, was a good one. That was from the clouds, too, I think. It was. And, like, it hasn't completely worked out this year, but he was fantastic for them yeah. up until the Islanders series. You know? yeah. yeah. Things started to fall apart in that series. Yeah. Do we think we have judging from what the Bruins do at the trade deadline, do you think we'll have any sort of clarity just from the moves they make about Bergeron's future? Like if they go all in to try and win now mode, do we think that that means that Bergeron's done after this season? Or do we think that? No, no? I, not gonna I, don't, any I don't think Bergeron knows. No. no um, He's still young ish. Yeah. And yeah, I, I, if they go all in, I think it's just they, they want to win another Stanley Cup. Yeah. I mean, they've been chasing this thing for 10 years now. Right. So, so long. Um, 
I think it has just as much to do with David Pasternak. Oh, Pasternak's like 28 or whatever, not even. <laughs> but like Marshawn's not young in right. this sense. Um, yeah, I guess they, they've, they're they a little younger than, than maybe it, it seems. It's mostly but. just Bergeron. It's Bergeron and Marshawn, yeah. basically. Yeah. Marshawn's, what, 34, 35? Yeah. He's which still is, got a couple of years. Yeah, theoretically. Which is weird, like, 10 years ago <laughs> yeah. when he's in his early 20s. So, I... Yeah, I don't. I don't think. I mean, maybe it could be. It's it's not out of their own possibility, but it could just as much mean like they think that this thing's wide yeah. open and they want to take a run at it. I, it could be both. And I think it depends on what kind of player you're getting. If you're getting a player with a contract, sure, yeah. that's a good point that, too. That's different than a rental. If you're going to get you know one of the big rentals, which with Thomas Hurdle now gone is that it's not as um, pretty as you'd like it to be. But if like you go get one of the players with years to go that's just making a move to you know bolster your team right like you saw that with charlie coyle that was just to make your team better for this year and longer and you know that coil trades worked out now he's a third line center and that's his best role he's been reliable for sure he, yeah and i mean i think he's been playing great especially as of late so if you can if you can mirror something like a charlie coyle trade even at this deadline that's really good there's definitely some under the radar forwards that are available that are rentals that kind of come a little cheap i know andrew copped on that list too but he's injured at the moment i don't think they've i think it's upper body but he's got a history of head injuries yeah so is that then all of a sudden now he's dealing with a head injury or upper body injury now after a high hit from the blues i don't know now it's like he probably would have been a, a good fit for the bruins but do you want to take a chance on a guy who has History of, of concussions. You have Bergeron, who has also has a history of concussions and was dealing with a head injury earlier this year. So, I don't It's When you start dealing with head injuries and histories of head injuries, I, li- I like the guy. I think he'd be good on this <laughs> team. But, I don't know. I, I think of Andre Kasha. I think of Rick Nash. And it's just, have, so, like, has, have those kinds of traits worked out for the Bruins in the past? Not necessarily, but not to the fault of, of them. It, those are good players that are just, Got derailed by head injuries. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's it's something to consider. <laughs> Not even laid out like that. It's like yeah, I guess they've had a bit of a history. Uh, the only thing that would like really surprise me and like borderline shock me is if they went out and traded for like Hampus Lindholm, who oh, is yeah. gonna be. Yeah. And now there's a lot of talk because I think the Ducks were trying to resign him. Maybe I'm not sure if they were. Yeah. And then they, it doesn't look like they're going to. Like that kind of player would really surprise me without, especially without any sort of inclination that there might be a, a contract extension because, I mean, he's just, you can't, that's, that would, it would surprise me because you'd have to give up so much to get a player like that. And the ask is insane. I think it was like a first round pick, uh, top prospect, and maybe a roster player for a guy who's going to be a UFA this summer. I think yeah. he's a UFA this summer and, you know, wants to, clearly wants to to maximize his market and you've got a pretty strong benchmark already in terms of the uh excuse me the, the McAvoy deal so you have a pretty good idea of what it's going to cost you to resign him and and that's still no guarantee if the guy wants to test the market so like are you going to allocate all of these assets that you know are you giving up your first one of those two prospects and i don't know if, like is debrusque in that deal or whatever for a rental i that just doesn't really it doesn't guarantee you a trip to the cup final 
and it doesn't help you in the long term. So I can't see it, it hurts you in the long term probably if you don't, especially if you don't resign them. So that that's the only thing. Like a, a rental, a splash rental would be the only thing that really surprises me with them right now. Yeah, because I could see them. I don't think it's going to happen, but I certainly could see them doing like the Chikrin type of deal where they're trading a lot to get somebody who's signed or even right. like, yeah. I mean, the JT Miller thing has kind of gone away. Just really I think the Canucks thing yeah, probably because they're trying to make the playoffs. Right. Yeah. They're I think that's just kind of done. hell right now, though. That's true. <laughs> they that's, need that, to do that's something. That's the only reason they're trying or the rumors I'm sure are coming up with like. I mean, yeah, Garland and Miller, because otherwise yeah. it makes no sense because they're all very good. They're, yeah, right. and they're yeah, and locked that, in and locked in for years to come. Yeah, that was kind of my thing. We talk about the trade stuff a lot earlier in the year, where it was a lot of times talking about the Coyotes, and it's like, <laughs> well, why would you want guys to play for a crappy team? And like, it's kind of like the inverse with the Canucks is why would you want to trade your best players <laughs> if you're trying to be better? Like, everybody's like, you got to go out and get JT Miller because he's good and he's yeah. got a good contract. Well, it's like. Oh, that that probably is a reason to keep them, I, unless you're completely rebuilding. Which, you know, I don't know. A team that's one point out of the second wild card in the Western Conference probably isn't looking to completely rebuild. They're only three points out in the uh, division too. So yeah. Miller's probably the best player on the market in terms of what he's done this year. He's got seventy three points. Yeah. Yeah. So like, yeah. and that yeah. The more I think about it, like sure they might be in, you know, cap hell or whatever, but like that doesn't affect them this year. Like they're fine. Like they're going to get yeah. through the season. So right. like. If you want to trade JT Miller, you can go try to win a Stanley Cup this year. You're probably not going to do it, but hell, he's still going to have time term on his contract. You can trade him in the offseason around the draft <laughs> exactly. and rebuild that way. So, yeah, I think that that ship has probably sailed. I, I get that they're they're good. Like they, they should are, be better they than they are. they are. Like they they are. Um, they have holes in the roster, but their high end talent is yeah. very good. I saw saw um, some article the other day that like Connor Garland's like their best five on five player. Yeah. Overall. Which is saying a lot because again, they're good. They yeah. have a lot of stars. They have, you know, um Patterson and Quinn Hughes, but Garland's their best five on five player. And I think just the idea that he's even on the market, even in rumors, makes me question what Vancouver's going through in their head. Like I understand Capel, but Yeah. You keep good players that are 26 years old and signed for the next four years. You'd well, think anyway. <laughs> no, but I get it. Like, you want to maximize the asset while you can. And it's like, well, we're going to have to make some tough decisions here. So let's try yeah. to get the most that we can for this asset. But he's not even, like, out of all the cap. I understand. He's that's not a lot. Well, neither is, like, Miller either. Like, it's yeah, not, he's a yeah. five. Yeah. Um, like, that's, yeah. again, you wouldn't have to. probably get a lot for Miller. I mean, we're just going, yeah. like, well, in, we're going in circles about trade deadline strategy, right? It's like this. <laughs> This weird, like, never-ending, like, yeah. where you're like, well, yeah, you could do this, but then if you do that, it's like, well, yeah, that's the decision that these guys are wrestling <laughs> right, with for right. that's true. The, the weeks leading up to the deadline. Um, yeah, I don't, you know, I I look at, you know, 7-2 and 1 in the last 10, that's probably not going to happen. Prices are high, too. There's a lot, yeah. you know. I thought this was going to be more of a buyer's market um, just because there's a lot of teams that aren't in it, but, and, the early returns do not indicate yeah. as much. No, so. it does not. And the Bruins have an interesting set of assets to offer up. I mean, they have the, the young talent in Providence. They have Jake DeBrusque who requested a trade in November. Um, Still wants to be traded according to his agent. Yes. Per Fluto. And so. then Elliot Friedman said on his 32 Thoughts podcast that he doesn't think DeBrusque will get traded. He wasn't reporting that. He was just like, I, I, if they want to win the Stanley Cup, they don't trade him. Yeah. I was like, that's an interesting take because... I think he garners somebody 
if you do want to trade him, he garners a decent player. I don't yeah. think you're getting like prospects and picks for for DeBrusque if you package him. But then I was like, oh, he has been playing well, but he also doesn't want. If he did request this trade and doesn't hasn't changed his mind, does the like? Do you want to trade him? I don't know. He's he's, he's an interesting case. Like Jack, Jack Danica and him are interesting for very different reasons. Yeah, I mean, if he's open to an extension wherever he goes, then it changes yeah. it. But who knows? Time I think he's the type of guy that'd be part of a pack. I agree. Yeah. I think that's the most likely. Because he's a NHL ready player who's shown yeah. flashes. Just he's that alone, I feel. Weird contract situation. He's going to be a restricted free agent this yes. at the end of this year. Yeah. Well, he's got a big qualifying offer, too, I think. I think it's hefty. I could yeah. be wrong, but. That sounds right. <laughs> Thank you. So <laughs> I'll, say, right. I'll say it's right. <laughs> I believe you. As long as you sound convincing, that's yeah, all you need. Exactly. Um, and something else that's also interesting interesting that happened Thursday is, I mean, we've talked about this earlier in the season. Um, David Krejci's season in Czech Republic ended today um, in the qualifying playoff round over in Czech Republic. Naturally, he was asked right away, what's next? Because he never officially retired from the NHL. He never filed his papers. Um, and he said that he enjoyed his first season. He hasn't talked to anybody in the NHL because he was focusing on the playoffs. He has no idea what's going to happen next. And this was translated by Google from Czech, from Czech Republic, so I have no yeah. idea like how accurate it is. But he says, we'll go somewhere with the boys. I'll take care of the family. We'll see what time brings. So now everyone is, you know, the boys are Patrice Bergeron and Brad Marchand. But, I mean, he would fill a need, but fill a need for the Bruins. But he'd have to, there's a whole process. He has to go through waivers. Does he even want to come back? This whole point of leaving was going to check to be with his family and yeah. be closer with his, his wife and kids. So... I mean, it's always going to be a topic of discussion until he officially actually says no or right, yes. Right, it, right. There's always going to be that. I just feel like he is somebody who's very honest, and I just feel like he would have said something by now. I, I think he would have said no by now if he, did, if he wasn't going. Right? Like, why would you keep it open if you're – he must be Because he doesn't want that distraction. He just – I mean, either it, it way. It could have been so easy for him to be like, no, nah, I'm going to stay with my family. But then it would be, well, well, then he should just retire. He should file his retirement well, paper. Well, no, because we see players come back. I mean, you know, Yager came back and. <laughs> I don't think Krejci's going to be playing until he's 60 or whatever. You never know. <laughs> I mean, at least in the NHL. But, I mean, yes, the, the Bruins need a second-line center. But and then if you kept that line together, be he'd answer. be happy to play with Pasternak. And I, that chemistry would probably be off the charts. But. He doesn't fix everything. I mean, of course, I'd, I'd love to have him back, but there's a big process for him to go through waivers. And I don't know. I just, it, like I said, it's always going to be a topic until he says yes or no. But it's, I mean, it's fun to think about if he, if Bergeron, if they really want to get Bergeron that last, or one more cup, shouldn't say that last cup, because there's plenty of more left in his future. I don't know. Krejci was always my favorite player, so I obviously want him to come back, but does it make the most sense for the Bruins? And like, how does that affect their cap that they're up against anyway? Well, don't they have to pay him either way? Like, isn't he a free oh, that's, agent, yeah, that's true. So that's, I mean, if he accepted a deal that doesn't hurt them, that's the way you do it. Um, of course, it would be a great answer. I mean, if you look at the field of potential trade trades for a second-line center and you look at David Krejci and what you remember he can do, yeah, I, good answer. I think it's, it's just unlikely. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, did too. I did too. Because there's just too many hoops to have to, to jump through. I do think it would help. Like I, I mean, obviously, like it, it fits the exact need that they have. Um, but yeah, it just seems there's also like you don't know, like what is his conditioning like? Right. Like I know he had a good 
season, but he was playing in the check. Like, I don't know. He takes time <laughs> off, and he's got to ramp up, and now all of a sudden you're in the playoffs. He's getting older. Right. Et cetera, et cetera. It's just a lot of uncertainty there. So, I don't know. Too much uncertainty, I think. Probably. Like. <laughs> probably. He probably just wants to hang out. I don't know. I, yeah. yeah I do. The point that he hasn't, like, said anything is an interesting one. Like, the fact that he hasn't said he wouldn't do it, but, I mean, if we're doing Google Translate, I I know that's the thing. Like, it's it's hard because you d- I don't know how accurate it is. I do not speak. We track, also like, context, I, everything. Like, who knows? Right. I don't know what the question was. It's just yeah. a quote from him. But people are going to go crazy over it. And, I mean, Scott, unless you're hiding something from us and can translate it for us, then we're going to be stuck with the Google Translate. No, unfortunately, Google Translate has lasted a long time <laughs> for me back into my high school days for Spanish. So, yeah, I, I got nothing. Sorry. Job, yeah. Scott. <laughs> <laughs> so just being honest. Yeah, no. <laughs> so um, yeah, deadline four days. What what are the Bruins like? What is their biggest area of need that you want to see them check off the list? Um, secondary scoring. I think it's. A, I mean, this is an every year thing by now, but secondary scoring. Yeah, right winger, put the puck in the net. All right, I'm still on defense, so I can't wait for them to. I go. just it's <laughs> like I think like the price for defense is going to be too much. I think yeah. you just again it's a calculated risk. The way I've been yeah. looking at it is just you got to hope it's going to be enough, and if it's not enough, it's probably wasn't like it's probably not the number one reason you don't win the cup. Like you're probably no. just not good enough to win in the first place. I have right. a hard time believing we get in the playoffs. Be like, man, if they just had one more defenseman, they would have won the Stanley yeah. Cup. And we've seen it. We saw it in the Islander series. Right. We saw it uh, in twenty. 20- 19 just yeah. like the it's the secondary scoring if the the top line can't get it together for whatever reason so i don't know the I fact think. that they've broken up the first line too makes it it's another element to consider here where it's like i don't know how the pieces fit then you know right. i can't i have to imagine they'll all be back together at some point but maybe not do you it's break just, up that third line like they're yeah so it's, good. A, right, it's just a lot going on so they're um they're good but We'll reconvene next week. Maybe we'll hopefully we'll have some moves to talk about. <laughs> I hope we'll have some moves to talk about. If history's any indication we will. I just who knows how right, much. Right, just what kind of be. move? Yeah. I mean, really. it could be Andre Mazaros again, like it from could be. fourteen or whatever. <laughs> so. It could be. Do we have any parting thoughts? Uh, I think they do. I think they make two trades. I think, I think the idea that Mike posed last week of like little moves. Is what they'll end up doing. I I don't think they're going to get the big fish this year. Yeah, I think they'll be medium, but yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't think they're going to do the Taylor Hall this year. Taylor Hall was the big fish yeah. last year on the market. I think they're going to do the the small moves that do improve the team, and I think that's probably the way they should go because of the prices of the top players. I mean, we're seeing even not so top players get big prices. So. Yeah, yeah. I think like even an affordable rental. Where yeah. you're like, maybe this is somebody we're giving a month and a half look at. Maybe we right. resign him in the in the off season too, like Coil, yeah, like Hall. So, well, it's going to be interesting next couple of days. It'll be a, a fun episode next week. But until then, um, find us wherever you get your podcast. Leave us a review. Subscribe to us. Um, until next week, that's Mike and Scott, and I'm Lauren. Oh, yeah.